one. Welcome to 316 Unleashed Podcast. This is season two of the podcast devoted to going in depth into the Bible with your host, Tim Welch. I want to take a moment to welcome Sweet Frog Premium Frozen Yogurt of Sumter, South Carolina to the 316 Unleashed Podcast family. With an assorted flavors of a hundred different combinations, the flavor experience is endless. Create your own combination with any in-store topping you choose. They have plenty of soft-serve options to choose from, such as sugar-free, non-fat, low-fat, dairy-free, and more. With these flavors, it leaves your mouth with unbelievably tasty possibilities. Sweet Frog Premium Frozen Yogurt, 1273 Broad Street Sumter, it'll make your spring much sweeter. All right, all right, all right. I just want to welcome y'all to 316 Unleashed Podcast. Um, this is your host, Tim Welch. Um, this is my second attempt at this podcast, at, uh, at this episode. As you already know, we're in a series uh, of the Lord's Prayer, and I've been trying to record, um, do a video recording as well as doing a podcast recording, both at the same time. And as we, if I've been trying to do this, I've actually recorded the video and recorded this this uh, podcast, and then it didn't upload. And then I had to get with um, with Spotify. Because there, I, I do the podcast through Spotify um, with um, with Anchor, and their engineers actually had to get into it. On there, it wasn't something that they can easily fix. For some reason, it would not load, and so I actually had to uh, wait about two two and a half weeks. I think it was before they finally fixed the issue. And then whenever I tried to do it again, it messed up again. And so I've been trying to get this, and they have been so amazing up at Spotify to fix this issue. And now we are actually recording again, thank the Lord. So, um, and... They got some new updates, and I found out some things I did not know. So I want to give the Lord a praise for the listeners that uh, that is currently listening. And there's an update that showed the different areas that's that's listening to 316 Unleashed. And so here's the um, the locations. Okay, of course, the United States, and that's including Puerto Rico. India, the Philippines, Hong Kong, Canada, Egypt, and Brazil. So if you're a part of those uh, who are listening, I just want to take the time to say thank you. Thank you for your listening. Thank you for your uh, for listening to this, uh, this Carolina guy, you know, from South Carolina. And, you know, I, I never thought that the Lord would take me here. And I've always been one that felt led to get into the ministry. 
but I always thought it was through something like um, teaching at a local church or preaching. But then that's when 316 were, was born. And I actually believe that God and his sovereignty and his amazingness, he, he is allowing me to do this podcast. And so everything belongs to him. And so I just want to thank the Lord for you. Thank the Lord for um, for everyone else as well. So let's dive right in. I'm excited because even though I get, I'm doing this over again, I still get to talk about um, the Lord's Prayer. And so, uh, so let's let's dive back in. I guess you could say. So. Like I said, we've all we've been getting into the Lord's Prayer. Um, the Lord's Prayer can also be called our Father Prayer. Um, it is actually one of it is actually the most famous prayer that has ever been spawned, prayed in the world. Um, that's with all the religions. That's with all the um, the prayers that for the different religions that they have. The Lord's Prayer or the Our Father Prayer is actually the most famous prayer ever prayed. And um, if you look through all the scriptures, the Lord's Prayer is actually the most famous prayer ever prayed. So it's, it's not a coincidence that the, the prayer that Jesus taught, uh, the prayer that Jesus wanted us to, to learn from is the most famous prayer that has ever been spoken in the history of this world. And so it's it's not a coincidence of that. It's not a coincidence that God and his sovereignty, um, you know, or excuse me, in Christ and his and his majesty and his sovereignty, he prayed this he taught us how to pray this prayer. And it's not a coincidence that it is the most famous prayer that's ever been spoken in the uh, in the history of this earth. And so another thing too is the um the Lord's prayer actually could be called the disciples prayer. And the reason I say that is because it's not a prayer that Jesus himself could pray. And let me explain. Jesus uh, when he was teaching us how to pray, he said, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And so Jesus in his amazing, amazing, um, you know, life, he never sinned. And the Bible uh, also says, forgive us of our trespasses. That means forgive, forgive us of our sins. Jesus never sinned. And so when he's praying and he's teaching us how to pray, he's saying that this is what you need to go by. This is not a prayer that I can pray. This is not a prayer that Christ himself could have ever prayed. It is something that he was giving us a guideline to pray like you say he's he said pray this or in other words pray like this 
It's a structure. In my own prayer life, I have learned so much from this prayer. And, uh, and God has taught me so much because when we're praying, we need to structure our prayer. You know, well, let me rephrase that and be careful what I say. We, uh, that we can, not we should, because it does. your prayer life comes from the heart. Your prayer life does not come... God does not um, go out there and say, oh, 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 you didn't use the structure. I'm not listening. He told, uh, God told um, Samuel that I don't look at, uh, I, I don't look at a man's, uh, how he has stands. I don't look at his, his appearance, but I look at his heart. And so that lets me know that here, and even when we pray, it's not about the words. It's not about the vocabulary. It's not about how structured or how how magical it sounds. You can make uh, you can make it sound so beautifully, but if your heart is not right and not pure while you're doing it, then it's a prayer that is just spoken that for other uh, everybody else's. Uh, benefit it's not for it's not for transformation and so when we pray jesus is teaching us the structural um point of how to pray and so but we're in the po uh, point of the, the uh, prayer uh, the last one was our father this one is who art in heaven and so when I think of these words, who heart in heaven, I think of God's majesty. God, you know, his, how majestic he is. And so, I mean, it's, it just uh, amazes me how majestic God is. In Psalms 93, 1 through 5, it says, the Lord reigneth. He is clothed with majesty. The Lord is clothed with strength. Wherewith he hath girded himself. The, uh, the world also is established. That it cannot be moved. Thy throne is established of old. Thou art from everlasting. The floods have lifted up. O Lord, the floods have lifted up their voice. The floods have lifted up their waves. The Lord is high, is mighty. The Lord on high is mighty than the noise of many waters. Yea, than the mighty waves of the sea. Thy testimonies are very sure. Holiness becometh thy house, O Lord, forever. And so... The definition, for, for those who don't know, the definition of majesty means impressive, statelessness, dignity, or beauty. It can also be defined as God's glory. So whenever we think of God being in heaven, um, it's 
how how not only how majest uh, how much of a like majestic he is, his majesty, but also his glory. You know, is the words "who art in heaven." This biblical expression does not mean a physical, or excuse me, it does not mean a place or what we call space. It does not mean we're the stars, space, but a way of being. It does not mean that God is distant, but majestic. He is close by, he is near. For those who might think that God is just so far that he doesn't listen to you when you pray or he can care less, my friend, that is far from the truth. The Bible says that God is on that God is on his throne and he listens to to every cry of our hearts. The Bible says that he knows us very care. He knows us and he takes very good detail of us. Not of our wrongs as we might think, but the Bible says that he listens to our prayers. He, he, the Bible says that he collects our tears and he puts them in a jar. Now that might seem a little off, but the Bible says that he collects them in a jar. And the Bible says that when the jar, when a time comes that he'll pour out that on that jar of tears. And this is in the book of Psalms. When he pours out the jar of tears, the Bible says that he remembers his covenant. It's not that he forgets his covenant. It's that... He goes up there and takes, he takes strength from it. He, he, you know, he, when he remembers, he, it causes him to want to do, want to fulfill the covenant. Get, you know, it lights that passion back up with that covenant that he made. And then the Bible says that that's the tears is a sweet smelling fragrance to the Lord. Now, we might have tears and pain and sorrow. But what if the sweet smell and fragrance is that covenant that I will never leave you nor forsake you, even into the end of the world? And then you feel that embrace because God cannot fail. He cannot go away from his covenant. What if those tears are from misery. That we are just so miserable. Well, my friend, the Bible says that the joy of the Lord is your strength. And he goes up there and he, he embraces you and he gives you his strength through his joy. And then you feel, you feel empowered again. You feel strength again. You feel like you have a new life again because he remembered his words and he cannot fail. 
The Bible says that he holds his words high above his known name. And there's no other name under heaven or on earth that man must be saved but by the name of Jesus Christ. There's no greater name than Jesus Christ. The Bible says that he holds his word higher than that name. Now, his word, remember, is what caused Lazarus to raise from the dead. His word, remember, is what caused the sea to, uh, to settle down and the winds and the waves to have peace. So when God goes at there and when he holds his words high above his own name, it's powerful because something has to change. When he speaks, life happens, but peace comes into the midst of destruction. And my friend, he, he causes peace. And the Bible says he gives you peace, but it's a peace that surpasses all understanding to the point where you don't even know why you're so peaceful. When the world is, is so chaotic, your situation is just so chaotic. When you seem like everything is, is just going off and you don't know why. But, you, you're, but you're looking inside and said, and you're asking yourself, how can I be so peaceful? With no worry, no anxiety. No, not being terrified. And you're wondering, God, why? It's because he gives you, he gives you a peace that surpasses all understanding. So when God remembers his word, he does, it does not mean that he forgets. It holds him to that word, to that standard that he set. It holds him to it. So he has to fulfill his own word. It's a must. So when he pours it out, pours out those tears, and he remembers his covenant, he's like, oh, I have to do this. Because they cried, my people, how many times in the word of God did he tell uh, that he sent somebody to free his people because he heard the cries of the people. Is that not the reason why he sent Moses to the land of Egypt? Because he heard the cries of his people. And he sent a deliverer. Now, today, if you are in your misery, if you are in a place of sorrow, if you are in a place where you're like, God, where are you? Or you feel like you failed to the point where, God, why would you even, uh, even come back to me? God, why would you even love me after this? It's because of his covenants. It's because that's his majesty. It's because of his own glory. He doesn't leave us.
He doesn't forsake us. Even when we want him to. Let me repeat that again. I, I, I kind of feel like I need to. Even when we mess up so bad, we want God. We expect it. We expect it to the point we want God to leave us. We want that punishment. We want that fulfillment, I guess, of knowing that, okay, I done so wrong that God would never love me again. And you want it to come true because you, you feel like that's what needs to happen. But my friend, that's not God. That's not our Lord God in heaven. He said in his word that he would never leave us nor forsake us even until the end of the world. So when he's on his throne, he is not there to, like, like we said, like I told you in past episodes, God is not from the mafia. You know, he got a baseball bat and cannot wait to beat you over the head because when we mess up, that's what we expect. But that's not God. My friend, God is not like that. God wants you to know that, okay, you messed up, but just ask for forgiveness. Just ask for forgiveness. And so when I, when I think about God on his throne, yes, I do think about his, how sovereign he is. I do think about how he is supreme. But I also think about his, you know, how much love he has, his beauty, his majesty. You know, that his forgiveness, you know, is uh, in Psalms 8, 1. It says, our Lord, or excuse me, let me repeat that. Psalms 8, 1 says, O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth, who has set thy glory above the heavens. First Chronicles 29.11 says this, Thine, O Lord, is the greatness and power and the glory of, of and the glory and the victory and the majesty for all that is in heaven and in the earth is thine. Thine is the kingdom, O Lord, and thou art exalted as head above all. When we pray that we need to, when we pray, we need to remember that God has all authority in heaven and on earth. The winds and the waves still obey him. They have not forgotten who God is. When God speaks, chaos has to stop. So what does this mean? This means that he still has the same authority as he did yesterday and today. And tomorrow, he will have that same authority. It's guaranteed. He is still the same God today as he was in the day of Abraham, Isaac, and in Jacob. 
Malachi 3, 6. For I am the Lord, I change not. So what does that mean? What does it mean that God doesn't change? It means that he's still on his throne. And what God has done for one person, he'll do for another. Just because, just because here on earth, people play favoritism. People will look at one, either one person, one type of person, no matter who they are, and say, okay, I'll, I'll favor this one, or I'll do for this one. I'll answer the prayer of this one. If this one goes, let's just say that God plays it just like us. This person done exactly what I told them to do in, in my word. But uh, I'm going to I'm going to favor this person way over here. This person, they just haven't done much at all. You know, because they're a certain type of people or they're a certain person, they're they're famous or whatever. God does not play favoritism like that. Now, you can get the favor of God by his word, by getting close to him, by prayer, by fasting. You can uh, you can earn the favor of God, but you can't earn the no more or no less of the love of God. And so when we talk about God, when he does for one, he'll do for another. In Acts 10.34, it says, Then Peter opened his mouth and said, Of a truth I perceive that God is no respecter of persons. So what God would do, if he would heal this person's body over here, why can't he heal yours? If he can free this person of whatever they got going on in their life, why can't he free you? Why can't he free your loved one? If God went there and gave this person wisdom over here, why can't he give you wisdom? That's what it means that God's no respect or person that what he does for one, he will do for another. He is the same God that gives wisdom to everyone. He still has the same healing power for the lady who had the issue of blood as he does today. And so I think that sometimes we fail to remember. We, we think that, okay, that's, that's cute. And everything in the Bible, that's that's good and all. That that's okay, you done all that. that that's great. But God, you can't do it today. You, uh, you, you're not gonna do it to me today. God, yeah, you 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 healed the bomb, you you healed the blind man's eyes. But God, here I am, I can't see. God, you no, you ain't gonna do it for me today. God is no respecter of persons. What he would do for one, he will do for another. He's still the same God who is still capable of doing the same thing. And so 
while doing my research, while doing my research, I found out that majestic can also mean glory, as we are taught about. This is taken from an old French word that describes God's glory. So majestic describes his glory. So the glory of God is so beautiful and it's the beauty of his spirit. It is not an outward appearance, beauty or material beauty. So it's, when we think about the beauty of God, it's not his face, which, I mean, which no man has seen his face. It's not talking about his appearance. He's not talking about his clothing. It is not talking about um, his, the way he looks. But the beauty that emanates from his character, from all that he is. So that's what it means that how beautiful he is. It's his character. He is so loving. He is passionate. He has passion. He is forgiving. What Christ uh, is, is the, uh, he was the physical, um, you know, the physical um, being that we could have seen to just fully describe what God is. He went to the broken. He went to the hurt. He went to the lame. But he also, uh, you know, had correction for those who needed it. For those who needed a savior, he came. That is the beauty of his character. He did what he what needed to be done. He went to the to as far as he could. Just think that God gave it all. For we can have it all. Christ gave it up. Gave everything up. It's the beauty of him and we here we are we beat ourselves up and or we think that God I hear so many times Tim you don't know what I've done my response is it doesn't matter it doesn't matter what you did yesterday it doesn't matter what you did five years ago it doesn't matter what you did ten years ago it doesn't matter what you did 20 years ago. It doesn't even matter what you did 40 years ago. What matters is today. My pastor, Pastor Ronnie, has this amazing, amazing wording that he, uh, that he gave us years ago. If you don't like who you are today, it's because of the choices you made yesterday. But if you want to become a better person tomorrow, you have to start today. So if you want Christ to come into your life today to create a better tomorrow, he is just one prayer away. 
while, uh, while talking to Brother Ronnie, since we're talking to him, uh, talking about him, he's a senior pastor over Smithfield Pentecostal Church in Sumter. Um, he said, and this is his words, and I quote, The term Father connects us intimately to him while heaven shows his glory and cosmic power. So he is able to transcend both the heavenly and earthly realms simultaneously. It's amazing, amazing wording that he used. The problems we have here on earth may seem to us heavy and uncontrollable, but the same God that keeps the earth in rotation and keeps the waves of the ocean from going but so far can also step into our lives and into our situations and take control of the storms that we are uh, that is wrecking havoc into our lives by softly saying, "Peace be still." If you are to here today, and you feel like you having issues in your life, uncontrollable storms, heartbreak, or in need of a loving father to wrap his loving arms around you for comfort. If you are in need of guidance, if you are in need of wisdom, if you are in need of God, I, I don't know what to do. He is still the same God who can do it come uh, for you. Would you allow me to pray with you? Just, just in this moment, and there's no, uh, there's, there's nothing that can separate you from the love of God. Remember that. So if you are in need of his guidance, his wisdom, his comfort through this, the hurricanes of life, let us pray. Our most precious and gracious father, we come into your holy and your mighty name. God, I pray for my listener today, God, my friends. God, I ask you, Father God, to wrap your loving arms around them, Father God, in the moments that they need. Father, you know, Father God, what this person may need, Father God, and what my friends would, what they are in need of, God, I ask you, Father God, to meet their need. God, I ask you, Father God, if this, uh, if there are hurricanes in their life wrecking havoc, God, you are still the same one who can step out and say, peace be still. If my friends are, the, uh, are having, needing wisdom, Father, you are still the one. The Bible says, if any man lack wisdom, let him ask for it. If any person is need, who is in need of wisdom, they could come to you because you are the on the giver of wisdom. Father, if one of my friends, Father God, need, they need um, God direction. God, I ask you, Father God, to point them into the path that they need to go. And God, if one, uh, if my friends, if they're lost without you. 
if they're a loss without you, God, and, and they are in need of a savior, you are still the same God who can save their souls as you were the ones back then. You are still the same God who say uh, who can save their soul and save it from hell and, and give them freedom like you did me. My friends, if you're listening to this and you are in need of a savior, he is just a prayer away. Say this after me. Lord Jesus, I ask you to come into my life. Forgive me of my sins. Create peace in my life, God. I do believe that you were born of a virgin and you grew up a sinless life. You showed me what a loving God can do. I ask you today to save my soul, to give me peace. I do believe that you did die on a cross for my sins and you rose three days later to be on the right hand of God making an, make an intercession for me today. God, I accept you as my Lord and my Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. My friend, if you prayed that with me, I want to say, welcome in. Welcome to the family. You are free. God bless you. Have, may heaven smile upon you is my prayer for you today. And so until next time, we are going to be uh, doing next, hallowed be thy name. And I got some, I got some friends that want to join me on the podcast on this series. So please listen up for them. And um, until next time, shalom, shalom. I want to thank you for listening to today's episode of 316 Unleashed. Please show your support by leaving a review and rating here on Apple Podcasts or anywhere you listen to podcasts. And I will give you a personal shout out to you on my next episode. So until then, shalom, shalom. Thank you.